listening to Coach is the Other C Word. Join us for a deep dive into the fierce world of female athletics and the even more fierce women leading the charge. Here's your host, Shaylin Johnson. Hello to all my lovely leading ladies. I am your host, Shaylin Johnson. I'm super excited to get this podcast rolling and start this journey. I want to start off by thanking you all for tuning in and allow me to introduce myself. I'm a behavioral consultant for a company called Profile. We work with athletic organizations all over the United States, such as the NCAA, the Dallas Cowboys, Stanford University, Nike, the NFL Scouting Combine, and many others. Profile is a behavioral technology company that works with teams, athletic departments, and corporations to help them get better at the science of people. As the director of training and development, I help teams retain, reinforce, and recruit talent through programs and consulting. More importantly, I get to work with incredible coaches and leaders that want to get better at what they do. Now, you may be wondering how exactly do I do that? I'm going to give you the 40,000-foot view of our system and keep it as simple as possible. At Profile, we use a behavioral assessment called DISC, among a couple of others, that provides insight into the individual's behavior, visual, vocal, and verbal. We study how someone acts in a given environment, how they need to be communicated with, dominant emotions, and so much more. The simplest way to explain DISC is to take the world of nearly 8 billion people and then break them down into four different categories. We know people are much more complex than that. But we will get to the blends of styles later, but for now, let's keep the example as simple as possible. Those four categories are D, I, S, and C, each representing a person's primary behavioral style. The D is dominant, a driver, a type A personality. They are blunt and competitive and very task-focused. The I style is extroverted. These people are fun and they enjoy the company of others. They are fast-paced, witty, and can be persuasive. The S style is steady, stable, and a great team player. They are patient, loyal, and empathetic. People with high S style strive for security. And then finally, the C style is conscientious, calculated, and analytical. They are generally the quiet ones in a room, but it's not because they don't have anything to say, but it's because they're a little bit more reserved. And they are amazing, amazing problem solvers. You could be one of these four styles or a combination of any of them. So throughout our journey, you may relate to certain things about one of the four primary disc styles. It's tools like this that help me develop good teams into great ones. This type of self-awareness leads to heightened emotional intelligence, the holy grail of leadership. Now, I didn't graduate school with this knowledge, but when you adopt the mindset we teach at Profile, and learn the tools needed to enhance your self-awareness, it all starts to set in and become part of your daily routine. Now, I don't claim to know everything, and I still work every day to get better at people. Our mission at Profile is to humanize sports. So let me tell you a little bit about my story. I spent my whole life around sports and grew up in a family that awarded being athletic. My dad played Division I football and went on to play in the NFL. So I've been fortunate to have amazing mentors around me. I eventually moved on to play collegiate softball 
and I went the JUCO route, so I'm a big JUCO advocate. But then I ended up at Purdue Northwest in Northwest Indiana after that. I got my degree in mathematics. I had every intention of becoming a math teacher. But plans changed, and I was left wondering what to do. I wanted my passion to drive me, but I had no clue what I was passionate about. All I really knew were sports. I always loved softball, but once my playing days were done, I couldn't really figure out what about it I truly missed. Luckily, this position at Profile came to me, and through my work, I learned so much about myself. And I realized my passion was for people. I also coached at the junior college I once attended, and I've become even more obsessed with the idea that people matter, that their experience matters. In athletics, there's so much that goes into the experience. The location, the facilities, the academic, the schedule. And we can't control every aspect of the experience, but one thing that we can control is our relationship with the people around us. How we interact with others. Because behavior matters. When we work with teams, the first step is always learning the system to better understand yourself. If you want to build relationships and get better at people... You must know yourself better than anyone else. And let me put it this way. You're on a road trip and you get lost or you're struggling to find your way. But you have no clue where you are. There's no map, no street signs, no landmarks or anything. So how can you expect to know where to go? Now you may have been on roads similar before. So you think you can just take a guess and hope for the best but there's a big chance that you're just going to end up getting lost again. So your pride keeps you in this spiral of wasting time and getting absolutely nowhere. Now let's say you do have a map. You now know where you're at. Making the necessary changes to the route is pretty straightforward. You know what you're doing and where you need to go. Think of that with people and building relationships. How would you know where to go or how to adapt if you don't know these absolutes of your behavior and you have no means of measuring them. You're really just going through this journey with no roadmap. You may get it right by chance if you're lucky, but there's a more significant risk that you're just wasting precious time. We use these tools with coaches and players to eliminate or minimize the damage of behavioral traction. I, as a coach, may not be similar to you behaviorally, but I understand that. I understand how to communicate with you to help you get the point. I know how to make you feel valued and essential. I know how to motivate you personally. Coaches with tactics that generalize the whole team are simply a step behind. Everyone is not the same. We can't treat them like they are. The time coaches spend guessing on how to connect with their players can ultimately be what separates them the most. And this is where it comes full circle. The behavior and the people all lead into the experience. And I'm becoming well-versed in the idea that there's an issue with the experience of student-athletes in women's sports. Now, I won't sit here and tell you I have all the answers to solve it because I don't. But I want to go down this path with you specifically, women leaders. And we're going to try to figure it out along the way. Because leadership, connections, and coaching is everything. No successful team or individual will be what they are without it in some aspect. So as I try to think about how to solve it, 
My belief in the idea that people are everything led me to think about starting with the leaders, the difference makers. I look back on my playing career, as many do, and I wonder if things could have been different. If I would have loved my coaches and teammates more, or shoot, if they would have loved me more, how would my career have changed? There's this trend going around TikTok, if you're on TikTok, but it's called the mosaic trend, where people just sit in front of the camera and they talk about all these little things that people from their lives did that they now do or have shaped who they are. It's the concept that those in our lives create the mosaic of us. For example, one girl said that she always orders a specific dish at a restaurant because in third grade, her best friend told her to order it when she didn't know what to get. It's been her favorite ever since. As coaches, I think we all take a page from the books of coaches that we've played for or coached with. A couple of drills, a couple of lessons, things like that. But dig a little bit deeper. Think about your attitude on a good day and also on a bad day. Think about how you speak to your players. Think about your body language. All these things we preach to athletes, those little things leave impressions on people, thus creating our piece in their mosaic. I had a coach that has been the most significant piece of my mosaic, and they probably have no clue. I saw this coach every day for years, and one interaction with them on one day shaped my whole coaching philosophy. I had decided in that moment that I was never going to be okay with players that I coach feeling the way my teammates and I felt. Coaches, every time we are around or interact with our people, pieces of us are left behind. And we have no say in what pieces our players pick up. They may only pick up pieces on our bad days or maybe just on our good days. They may pick up 20 pieces over four years or just one. So we have to be intentional about the way we lead. As I connect this to experiences, you leaders with an opportunity to get better and positively impact the student athlete's experience, why wouldn't you want to? It's not easy, but you have to be intentional about what you're leaving behind. Like I said earlier, it all starts with understanding yourself as best as you possibly can. Now, it sounds cliche, but there's two sides to self-awareness. Internal self-awareness is exactly what people think of when they're defining self-awareness. It's understanding who you are, what matters to you, what are your strengths, but more importantly, what are your weaknesses? And then there's external self-awareness, which is not talked about enough. And that's the understanding of how those around you see or perceive you. And that's where the issue lies. If you are self-aware internally, but not externally, who you are can get misconstrued. You can know what, you, what you're about and you can know what you want to get done, but if you cannot portray that or communicate that in a way that those around you can understand, well, nine times out of 10, you're just gonna look like the bad guy. And that idea of image leads me into how we named this podcast. We're in this industry that's full of men, and, and don't get me wrong, I have no problem with men. But it's just a fact that there's more men in the sports industry than women. And these male coaches can be too loud, too brass, too aggressive, and portray that image. But it's always brushed off as 
oh, well, he's just a passionate coach. We have a loud, a driven, a competitive woman coach, same exact image. And she's a, you know what? So coaches, the other C word is all about passionate women coaches getting better in order to solve these issues. It's about challenging the generic opinions behind strong women. We'll have amazing women sports leaders on the show, some players, some coaches, some directors, all talk about their journey and how they made it to where they are today. We'll also talk about issues pertaining to the world of women's sports. So sit tight, be prepared to think, and most importantly, be ready to get better. I want all of you listening to keep being driven, keep challenging these barriers, and never ever water yourself down for the industry because strong women create stronger women. Let's get to it. Thank you for listening. If you want to support this podcast, follow us on Twitter at CTOCW. Another way to show your support is to tell your friends and subscribe wherever you like on your favorite podcast platform. Find your advantage through self-awareness and continue growing into the badass woman leader you are destined to be. We'll catch you in the next episode.